Easter, Easter is the echo of triumph. Easter is the echo of, of, of ultimate victory. And it, and it continues to echo. But unlike an echo, a normal echo that gets quieter and quieter, Easter is an echo that, gets, that grows in both clarity and intensity. It just, it, the, the echo of that empty tomb just increases with every epoch, with every generation, with every age. This morning I was out there uh, and I thought I was going to crawl out onto this. I really did. Literally crawled over rocks and over construction fences to go out to the side of a, of a cliff, essentially. Any further out and I would have fallen off into the, into the highway. And I thought I was going to be out there by myself, you know, for the sunrise service. And I, and, and I, and I set the camera up. And then I look over and here's some people. And there's a sign that says no trespassing because of the virus. You're all going to die. Or something. And this couple walks up behind me and maybe they're on a walk or something. So I said, hey, happy resurrection morning. And they said, he is risen indeed. And they stood out there and and uh, and then they were there for a while. And then this other family came up over the hill and joined us. And I thought, my Lord, look at this. I'm out here trying to, I'm climbing over rocks and over a fence. Now, again, it was a nice view, so I couldn't blame people for coming. But these people that I didn't know, I, I didn't, I don't remember, some of them I've never met in, or seen in person. But what brought us together out on the side of a cliff at dark 30 in the morning was something that happened 2,000 years ago, but the echo of it, its intensity, its vitality just keeps increasing. And it just keeps waking people up and giving us the thrill, not only of victory, but of hope and what is to come. Happy resurrection morning. Jesus Christ is alive. And I want to say this. Easter means that we are saved. That's what I believe. Easter means that we, we, that we were saved, that we're being saved, and that there is a salvation that yet awaits us all. The book of Matthew where we, is what we're studying uh, at this time at, at Heritage. So I invite you to take a look at, the, at Matthew. We're going to go to the very end of the book today. Matthew chapter 28. And let's just read a few, a few verses from here. Matthew records for us seven, the first seven sayings of Easter. After Christ raised from the dead, this is the first seven uh, words, the first seven statements that are uttered after the tomb was empty. And these are seven sayings that save the world. There are seven sayings that, have, that did save the world and that are still offer salvation. And there are seven things we need to hear today. Are you ready? Let me just read the, 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 the passage and then we'll, we'll go back and, and walk through it a little bit. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was, was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, don't do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. <laughs> it all began, it all began in, with the morning that the earth shook with hope. 
After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week. You know, that's really important that it was the first day of the week. That meant it was a Sunday morning. And that is why, to this day, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Yes, we can go to church, and people have multi-site, multi-campus, multi-service, multi-everything. They go to church at dark 30 in the morning and everything else. But no matter what, Sunday morning remains the Lord's Day. It's a significant thing. Something had to happen for a bunch of people who observed the day of worship to be on, on a Saturday to shift to a Sunday morning, something monumental had to turn the world upside down. And it's because this, Jesus Christ rose from the dead early Sunday morning. Happy Resurrection morning. That's why every single Sunday morning is Resurrection Sunday. That's why every single Sunday morning is a time of praise and triumph and thanksgiving and confidence that the God of resurrection, life and power, it lives and loves and acts in the now to minister resurrection, life, love and power to our lives today and it gives us hope on his resurrection life for eternity. Okay, so Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to the tomb. Why is this important? Why is Matthew telling us that? Because if we've read through, as we looked at, at Good Friday, that these, that at least these two Marys and more, there was more there, but these two Marys watched him be crucified. Then they watched, they watched Joseph of Arimathea. They watched Jesus laid in this tomb. Now that this is, important personally it's also important apologetically because this helps people know that no they didn't go to the wrong tomb and find some random empty tomb in the middle of nowhere there's more to it than that but they saw him crucified they saw him buried and now these two are on their way back they they went to pay respects to the empty tomb they went to they went to go and visit and pay respects to the body of Jesus, to, to revisit what remain the remains, if you will, of their great love and their great hope. But on the way there, it says this, Matthew says, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and, and sat on it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. Whenever we see an angel of the Lord, it's a big deal. But when, when the Bible writers stop and describe them this way, this is a particular message, messenger, with a particularly important mission. And the, the mission of this angel <laughs> the, was so important that the earth shook at his arrival. Something was happening. And then he rolled away the stone, and then he sat on it. The stone that sealed the tomb, the capstone of Satan's triumph, that stone was the exclamation mark of death's victory. That stone said to you and I, you have no hope, you have no life. There is, what, what, what do you think? You, your sins can't be forgiven. You're going to die in your sin. You're going to die in damnation. You're going to, there is no, this life is all there is. That death is the final thing. You are a fool for hoping there's anything more. That stone said it all. But that stone was tossed aside and sat on. Why did the angel sit? on the rock. Why do you sit on it? For me, I, I just have to believe that it was a gesture that essentially mocks that rock. Now, with an angel sitting on that thing, it's not nearly as imposing or as final as was supposed. Rome, listen, Rome, Rome sealed it. Heaven sat on it. <laughs> it's irrelevant now. 
it, it, it makes for a nice place to sit. That symbol of doom became a souvenir of victory. Now the stone is rolled away. Now the, now, now the message of that rolled away stone is you are, your sins can be forgiven. You aren't destined for damnation. There is eternal life. There is healing. There is hope that, that your, your death is not, death is not final. Your failures are not final. This life is not all there is. There is absolutely more because that stone was rolled away. The guards were so afraid. The, the angel comes, he rolls away the stone, he sits on it. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. A lot of commentators will want us to, to take note of the irony there, that those, that the living who were charged to guard the dead became like dead when the one who was dead came alive. <laughs> so they here they are now. What do you suppose? Why did they? Why did they? Why did they shake and become like dead men? Did they? Did they faint? Well, what's what's likely is that they trembled in fright and then collapsed. And there's probably a lot more than just a simple faint that's happening here. These guards are probably overwhelmed. There is a powerful spiritual struggle that has occurred, and they are caught in the middle of it and are quite overcome. Now, some suggest that the Marys did not see this but that it all happened before they got there. And, 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 and that's possible. And if, and if so, you might say, well, how do we know? Because, well, it might be that the, the likelihood of some of these soldiers, considering their experience, eventually will become disciples. And that's, that might be how we know their experience now and both later on in, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, where Matthew tells us that they, the, the guards were paid off to say that the disciples came and stole the body. That may be how we know some of that story because these guys saw that and then retold it. But it's more probable that these ladies saw all of this unfold, which would make what follows make much more sense. Because the angel then speaks to these ladies as an agent of heaven about what just happened about what it means and what they should do. And this is what we need to lean into. We want to lean into what this angel says today. These are the seven sayings that save the world. This is what you and I need to hear. This is what the world needs to hear. These are the first words uttered after the empty tomb. Ready? First, the angel says this. Do not be afraid. Now, obviously, the women might well have been overwhelmed with fear over what they had just seen. But the mission and the message of the angel, the mission and message of Easter is not to cause fear, but to calm fear. Because of Easter, you and I need never fear again. Fear lost and hope has won. So friends, do not fear. Don't fear. Do not be afraid. Fear has lost its right to harass you. Fear has lost its facade. Fear has been the great pretender, claiming victory, claiming your hope is gone, claiming that it knows something you don't. But you know something that can never change, and that is that Jesus Christ has overcome death and hell and the grave, and there is literally nothing less left to fear. We may face danger. We may face hardship. We may, but we are, in, in all of these things, we will overcome. We cannot lose because Jesus has already won. Next he says, I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Heaven knew what they were looking for. 
Heaven knows that humanity is searching for something. The angel says, I know that you're looking, but, listen to what he says, he is not here. You're looking in the wrong place, the angel says. He is not here. They thought he was dead and in a tomb. He was not. He was not what they thought. If you're looking for Jesus as someone that he is not, you will not find him. He is not just a man. He is not just a good teacher. He is not just another religious leader. He is not just a prophet. He is not defeated. He is not gone. He is not any of those things because he is not dead. Hear this. He has risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. We will only find Jesus if we seek him as the living one. Jesus is alive. This is Christ Jesus whom Paul wrote about. Listen to the words of Paul as he celebrates the risen Christ. Jesus Christ who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, by being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. He, elsewhere, he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms far above all rule and all authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but in the age to come and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Death is defeated. The power of sin is broken. Jesus promised in John 14, 19, Because I live, you also shall live. Listen to these words from John Chrysostom. Let no one weep for his iniquities. For pardon has shone forth from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the Savior's death has set us free. He that was held prisoner of death has annihilated it. Christ is risen and hell is overthrown. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns Christ is risen and not one dead remains in the grave. The angel said, he has risen. And then he said these words. He has risen just as he said. Why is it important that the angel reminds them and us? Why do we need to be reminded? And why do we remind the world that he has risen just as he said he was? 
Because Christ's resurrection is not only just evidence that he is Lord and that we are saved, that his, that his, that his sacrifice was efficacious. His resurrection affirms, it's the exclamation mark of heaven saying, it is finished, it all worked. Not only is it evidence of our salvation, it is assurance of what is to come. Jesus said he would rise again, and he did. We can't forget that. He said, I will rise again, and he did. He also said that he would return. He also said that we too would rise again and that we would be with him forever. So if he kept his word the first time, if his death could not keep him from us, then neither will ours keep us from him. If his death didn't keep him from us, then our death won't keep him from us. We will rise again when he returns. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. This is why it's important that we remember he did what he said because he will do what he said. Paul said, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. Therefore, why? Listen, why is this important? No, therefore, my brothers and sisters... Therefore, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You know that any, there isn't anything you do in the Lord that is in vain. How do we know that? Because he has risen just as he said. And if he has risen, he is returning. And that means that my life has meaning. Your life has purpose, that you're going somewhere. There's a beginning and there's a finish. There is a beginning point and there's a finish line and every step along the way matters and we know that it does because he rose again just as he said he would. Then the angel said, come and see the place where he lay. Come. Come and see. The angel says, come and see. The angel says, come in. Obviously, we know this. That's, that's, that's why the stone was rolled away. Not so that Jesus could find his way out, but so that you and I could find our way in. Think about the miracles of Jesus. You can describe them now, can't you? Many of you can think of them. I said, think about opening the eyes of the blind. You said, Jesus did this, and the guy did this, and or uh, Jesus spat in the ground, or Jesus touched the person, or Jesus said, stretch out your hand, or he touched the leper, or he touched the little girl who was dead, or he touches the coffin. All of the miracles of Jesus are described for us in frame-by-frame real time, aren't they? Except for one, the resurrection. In the resurrection, we aren't, we aren't presented this miracle in frame-by-frame real time. What we see is this. With the resurrection, we don't see the event. We see the results. Scripture describes what the, the echo, the results of the empty tomb. The, we see the, we, uh, the, the results of Christ's resurrection are an empty tomb. And then we see that the results of Christ's resurrection are changed lives. That disciples who were used who at one time cowered in fear become bold martyrs. Disciples become martyrs. 
a world is turned upside down. Generation after generation after generation from every tribe and tongue on the earth pledges their lives and loves to a risen Christ. And one day we will all feel the unhindered force when we too are raised as Christ himself returns when all things are made new. The point is, friends, we didn't, we, Scripture doesn't describe, doesn't describe the frame-by-frame frame events of the resurrection of Christ. We see and we behold and we feel the results of his resurrection. Today, we can, steal, we can still come and see. We can still come and behold. We can still come and be overwhelmed by. We can still today feel the impact of Christ's resurrection. The women entered that tomb with fear and with confusion and with pain. But they didn't come out of the tomb with any of it. They left all their history in an empty tomb. And so can you. Easter is the day everything changed, including us. Come and see. Come and feel the power of Christ's resurrection. Come and taste of the hope of new life. Come and leave every bit of your baggage behind in an empty tomb. Heaven has always called us to come. Come and see. Heaven has always called us to come, to come and see. Heaven has called us to come and experience, to come and be forgiven, to come and be healed, to come and be set free. Heaven has always called us home. But the angel didn't stop there. Nor should we. After he said, come and see, after come and behold, come and experience, come and be changed, come and taste, then the angel says, what? Go quickly and tell. <laughs> Go quickly and tell. Everyone who left that tomb left with a message. Everyone, who's, everyone who, who, who experiences the resurrection of Jesus Christ comes away with a, a mission and a message. We cannot, we, can, we cannot not come away the same. It is not enough just for us to know that Jesus is alive. His resurrection must become the prevailing passion of our lives. That he is risen must be our message. Wouldn't it be interesting if, it, if we greeted one another with he is risen more than just one day a year? What if we couldn't wait to tell people that Jesus Christ is alive? You say, well, what if they looked at me funny? What if they left their sin and their shame and their pain behind in an empty grave? What if their world needs to be shaken? What if the stone that's dominating and oppressing upon their lives need to be rolled, needs to be rolled away with just one message of hope? He is risen indeed. The truth about this, the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is it doesn't need commentary. It just needs proclamation. The Holy Spirit is ready and willing and omnipotently powerful to demonstrate and to prove the results of this resurrection. 
It's the spirit of God himself who raised, raised Christ from the dead. And that same spirit indwells you and is upon you and will accompany every announcement, every message, every word and every deed you do to communicate the resurrection of Jesus Christ will be accompanied by and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. The world still needs to hear. This world still needs to hear. Do not be afraid. Don't be gripped by fear. Don't be dominated by fear. Don't be poisoned by fear. Don't be imprisoned by fear. Don't be afraid. Jesus knows you're searching. Heaven knows that you're looking, that you're seeking. Heaven knows you're searching, and here's the answer. Jesus is alive. Come and see. Come and experience. Then go quickly and tell. Today, as you're watching, uh, or even in the days to come, as you might catch this, uh, this video, you may very well need to hear these words. Do not be afraid. This this present environment is is uh, surrounded by controversy and confusion. A lot of people are really uptight. Many people are afraid. But there's the, the truth of Easter transcends every circumstance, every generation, every age. And the hope and the power of Christ's resurrection has, has given people hope and life and victory for centuries. And it, it has never, the blood has never lost its power. The, the echo of that empty tomb has only become clearer and louder. And today, let me say clearly to you, do not be afraid. No matter your circumstance, no matter what you're going through, lift up your eyes, place your hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let that overwhelming truth overshadow you and displace everything but his peace and his promise. Today, I want you to know this. Jesus Christ is alive. And because he lives, so shall you. You can share in his life today. As you confess Christ as your Lord, if you, as, just as you say, Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I believe you were raised from the dead. I believe that you are coming again. A, your, that simple confession of faith and repentance of sin welcomes the Spirit of God into your life to share the very life of Christ. You can be born again. You can literally come up out of the tomb yourself. Jesus Christ says you must be born again. You're born again by putting your faith in Him and Him giving His, His Holy Spirit to you. You put your faith in Christ, He gives His Spirit to you. That's being born again. And know this, Jesus Christ, because he rose, Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming for you and he's coming for me. He's coming for all of us who follow him as our Lord. So today, come and experience the power of Christ's resurrection. Come and affirm his resurrection afresh in your life today. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask my sweet wife to come and, and, uh, uh, and uh, help me to pray and close today.
I need you to just go to the other side. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <sighs> no, I'm sorry. Right there, my okay. love. Yeah, and then uh, and then I'm just going to have her. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to need you to, to push the old button over there. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would now come by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, and just fill every heart and mind with the truth afresh of Christ's resurrection. And I thank you today that the same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead now dwells in and quickens us. You give us life today. Your Spirit is at work in our lives today. And, Lord, because you walked out of that grave, we are walking too. We'll walk out too. That because of your Spirit, our failures aren't final. Death is not final. There is a future and a hope and a promise today and for every day and for eternity because Jesus Christ is alive. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Happy Resurrection Sunday.